We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Wednesday night edition of Post Game Live presented by Manscaped. Knicks go into Indiana to face off against the Hicks and uh, just could not climb out of an early hole, man. Usually, you know, you get into a game of runs and and try to climb out of it. Knicks just uh, could not get timely stops, man. And, And it was Miles Turner who started it and basically Miles Turner who ended it. Knicks fall in Indiana, 111 to 98. This is Knicks post game live presented by Manscaped, CP the franchise, Ashley Moss, JD Sports Talk, CK2K in the building. Ah, tough one, tough one, man. Knicks fall to five and three on the season, but still early to make adjustments. Uh, ah, I, I hated this one, man. I hate losing to the Pacers, no matter who they have on the team, really. But, man, we, we just uh, – defense defense is leaving a lot to be desired right now, man. CK, I'll start with you. <laughs> That's an understatement, yeah. man. I, that, was, that was probably the, the biggest uh, question mark in the entire game was that defense. We saw, like you mentioned, Miles Turner just, you know, he, he was not having a great start to this year shooting that ball from, uh, from the three-point line. And we heard Clyde and, and – um, Mike Breen talked about it for a good five minutes, and then they stopped saying anything about it because he was on fire against us, and we didn't have any solution for it at all. Um, defense was probably the biggest thing I looked at in this game. We have another game, back-to-back games, uh, where our starters in the negatives, like terribly, uh, four of the five in double-digit negatives. Uh, it's just a 
overall rough game. We made some runs, but they, it, I can't look past the defense. Uh, we had some good offensive runs as the game was going on. RJ Barrett uh, gave us a tremendous third quarter, tried a little bit there in the fourth quarter for us. But defensively, they 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 would just, you know, they would put our run out with their a run of their own and do what they did the, what, the entire night. Uh, everybody had numbers all over on that damn uh, Pacers team. I almost said the Pelicans. Yeah, Turner with 25 plus 14. Harris LeVert felt like he was making everything in the mid-range, 21 points, plus 18. Nice to see him healthy, but not against us. You know what it is. Um, once again, TJ McCall, I, I know he only had five points, but anytime he scores against us, timely. I, man, always timely, timely man. you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a, a rough one. Five and three for the next three and one away. Shake it off, move on to the next one. Simple and play, man. J.D., how you feeling, bro? Well... They're, they're, the Knicks, the Knicks better start getting some wins because these burgers are about to expire. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been eating out for a few days, man. I I'm trying to eat at home now, man. Bur- burgers getting stale days. over there, man. Yeah, they, they get a little stale, but but we still got faith, man. We, we, we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it tough loss, tough loss. Um, I thought, you know, my takeaways for the game is. You know, if the Knicks, when the Knicks play at the center position, um, you know, we have two rim protectors and guys that are not comfortable right. going out and, and contesting, you know, the perimeter. So when you have two centers, you know, Miles Turner is going to be the story of the game with seven threes, mm-hmm. but their backup center hit two threes as well. He's also uh, a three-point shooter. Um, so to me, that was that was part of the start. That was the difference in the game. Um, and, and the Knicks... I was disappointed they didn't make any adjustment at all. Um, mm. And I understand that you have Mitch Robbins is not comfortable, but there was no adjustment made. And I think it was a difficult decision because if you do, you know, attack uh, Turner, now you're leaving the paint open for anyone and our perimeter is already a little weak. So that is a weakness there to attack the Knicks. Um, and the three-point uh, d- uh, difference. You know, we only shot 24 threes, and I thought that was part of the Pacers game plan, knowing that they have Miles Turner at the rim. They were running off yeah. running off, off the three-point line, and they made us try to play the mid-range game or to play the rim game and understand that they have Turner there. And I, I, I didn't think we went to RJ enough early, um, and, and I didn't think we went to him. Um, I just didn't think we – we utilized him to the best of how he should have been used going into the game. Um, when he did, you saw him building confidence. Um, he ended well in the third. I did not like the decision to, when he picked up his fourth foul, to bench him because actually Thibodeau made the decision to keep him in the game when he picked up his fourth. At that moment, he left yeah. him in the game for an additional two minutes, and you saw the confidence that he had. He made a, a tough uh drive against Tory Craig, who is a very good defender. And you saw the emotion, as I've been saying, with RJ going into a timeout. And off the timeout, you bench him. And Tip Tony tonight is Tip Cooler because he cooled off RJ. <laughs> and it, you, after that moment, from that moment, RJ finished the game 0-4. He sat yeah, him for about six, cold. seven minutes. He was cold. And it was yeah. too late. It was too late by the time you brought him back. Yeah. Again, this is a young player. This is not a veteran. It's a young player. So I keep saying, let's feed off the wave and and continue to utilize him. And yeah, that's pretty much my my three takeaways of the game. Tough tough game, and you know we got to move on to Friday now. Ash, how about you? 
Listen, I share all of JD's sentiments. I mean, look, they were definitely forcing us off that three-point line. They were forcing us to drive it in the paint. And, you know, the Indiana Pacers have a team that's just as deep, if not deeper than ours. You know, everything that we can do, they can do. So it's like, you know, going toe-to-toe with a team that mirrors you, but is also better than you in certain aspects, right? So they're deep in multiple positions. And then on top of that, our defense was extremely porous. Anytime you give up 111 points, over 100 points to a team that is deep, you're in trouble. Playing from the deficit, playing from behind is always debilitating, especially you know when you're struggling to shoot, when you're struggling long range. Um, you know, when RJ Barrett is the sole high scorer of the game, that's a problem. Julius Randle was living on the boards, 14 rebounds for him, quiet from a scoring standpoint. You know, they were locking him down. And it's interesting because you look at RJ Barrett and you look at the game that he's been, um, you know, he's averaging, I think, around 27 points per game in these last three games before tonight's game. And it seems that as RJ's production rises, Julius is lower. So it's a very odd relationship that we're seeing. It's a very odd pattern that we are seeing from the two of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's really going on with Julius. He seems a lot of times his body language looks a little off. I do feel like this was a much better game for him in terms of aggression than we saw last game. I will give him that. I think he played hard. Um, But I think the thing with Julius is that when he gets locked down, sometimes I feel like he freezes up and he doesn't have, you know, a bag to tap into outside of the immediate game plan. I'm going to put some blame on Tibbs too. You know, we need a secondary offense. You know, when that first offensive unit is not clicking, we need a secondary offense that we can depend on. And I feel like a lot of the times, you know, Tibbs, we talk about this over and over again, the rotations are just not clicking. The rotations are just not working. I'm not quite sure what Tibbs is seeing on the court. I'm not quite sure, you know, what kind of game and how the game unfolds for him, but it's a lot different than I feel like a lot of us are of the game that we are looking at. And I think that's something that we really have to go ahead and um, narrow in on and figure out before we get too deep into the season. We need rotations that work. You know, our defense has already suffered because our offense has gotten better, right? So you have to figure out how to combat those issues with your rotations and, it's 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 gonna be difficult you know it this is this is now two games in a row where it's a lot of similarities and you know the season only gets harder you know and and it only it doesn't get easier so it's a lot there's a lot going on yeah i mean still early you know still early five and three in the campaign um you know so we definitely have time to to make adjustments but still a frustrating loss i mean 11 and 0 run they start out the game you know you start off the game in the hole and and yes basketball is a game of runs but you don't want to start off the game like that because now you just now you got to try extra hard just to just to even you know cut the lead down tight and then take the lead and, and maintain it so that was tough to see jd i agree with you 100 percent you know Turner killed us in the beginning and killed us in 7-10 from downtown, Turner. The backup center dropped in another two, three-point shots. And, again, there's not too many teams that, that can really space you out that way with five guys. You know, Pacers may be one of the few that can do that with, with their uh, primary and backup big. So it, it's not a natural um, um, defensive stance for, for either Mitch or Noel. It's not natural for them to do that. And on top of that, coming into this game, Turner was shooting abysmally from beyond the arc, save for the first game of the season or the first or second game of the season when he dropped like 40. So it wasn't necessarily a bad game plan to leave him like that. It's just tough to see that he was draining it all night. And so, yeah, you want to argue to go small, but then you on the flip side, our perimeter defense is so porous that these guys are getting into the lane at will. 
So you need the rim protection right. to try to right. even get a stop because okay, right. not gonna not gonna you know kill him, but Kemba was getting flamed out there. You yeah. had Brogdon, you had Lavert getting into the paint at will. Our perimeter defense right. is getting cooked, right. so that's putting a lot of strain on our overall team defense. So you have that a problem. The transition defense is a problem, whether it's off of a turnover, off of a block or steal, or off of a you know a long mid-range or a three-point shot, we're not getting back on D. Knicks came into this game 25th in opponents' fast break, fast break points per game. You know, that, that's been a big problem for us. We, we cannot uh, overcome that. And so that has to be an area of adjustment for us. On the flip side, you know, I mentioned Brogdon and, uh, and, and Levert being able to, to get into the lane. I thought Levert had a big second half for the Pacers as well, especially when he went up against our second unit. He was pretty big for them. But I feel like offensively, you know, we weren't able to get into much of a flow because our guards weren't really able to create off of their drives. Julius wasn't really able to create off of his drives. That's where our offense gets potent. And, you know, yeah, it was a physical game. Give credit to the Pacers. They played as hard. They played tough. But, you know, we weren't even really able to get into that flow offensively either. So, uh, all, in out, all in all, it was a tough night. Definitely a tough night. I, I think one of the things that also is concerning is, you know, we talk about, you know, I say this a lot, is, you know, playing from behind is is debilitating. You know, it's hard especially when you're playing a good team. And I think that the Pacers are a good basketball team. I know they may not play in the sexiest market and they may not get all the attention that some other teams do, but that's a good basketball team. And if you look, there were zero lead changes in this entire game. Yeah. Zero. Why, why not, a single, not a single one. That's concerning. That means that you aren't going on runs conducive for changing the outcome of a game. And it just looks from these past few games that these past few situations that we've been in and this is even including the games that we've won is we're looking very one-dimensional and in basketball that's the worst thing that you can do in sports that's the worst thing you can do because when you're one-dimensional you're very easily predictable and when you're easily predictable you're easily guarded and you're easily figured out and the Knicks have to figure out how to make themselves three-dimensional because like we said, the games are only going to get harder. This is a long season and teams get better and start to gel more as the season progresses. And if you are one-dimensional, you are going to be exposed very quickly and you will not last an entire season. That's just facts. Right. And, um, and to, to, you know, to your point CP about the, uh, the game plan, because I know that may be a topic of discussion in terms of, you know, the lack of adjustment in potentially going small ball. Um, I do agree. I, I agreed with the game plan in terms of, you know, get, remaining with your big man. Um, the only iffy thing is I would have liked to, at least in different possessions, uh, just giving Turner different looks, I would have liked the possession where you, you know, you play ball denial or you press him. And then another possession where you fall back, kind of just to mix it up. Mm. They didn't do either. And as you mentioned, the problem with, you know, switching up the game plan, going small ball is then we are susceptible to easy plays and then everything opens up. You're talking about the three point opens up, the paint opens up, the foul line. So it's one of those things where you you're consistent with the game plan and you just hope it works. And Miles Turner, you had mentioned before his last six games, he made only five threes, five of 22, mm. shooting 22 yeah. percent. And then he goes tonight. And, you know, he makes seven threes. He made three threes in the first half. And I know it's kind of like, you know, 
a football team, you you remain with a game plan and, and, you know, at the second half, you see that the game plan works defensively and it didn't happen because he made four threes in the second half. So I understood where the Knicks were going. You're playing their percentages. You're hoping that Miles Turner reverts back and doesn't, you know, hit those threes. But sometimes this happens in the NBA. You're going to go into a Terrence Ross first quarter. You're going to go into a Miles Turner 7-3 game. Like, this happens every now and then where you're going to see, I I don't want to say fluky performances, but you're going to see somebody just get red hot. The way to counter that is, you got to make some of your three pointers, and the Knicks went five of twenty-four. Them. You didn't make threes to to counter yeah. that attack. Only five of twenty-four altogether, and their starters only went three of eighteen from three. So, yeah. you know, when, when when you're giving something up and you're not you're you're not attacking on the other end, and it, could, you know it's going to be tough. And, and yeah. CK, despite all that, we still in the game. We still in the game, bro. We cut it to five. They went on a run. We cut it to four. They go on a run. We cut it to three. They go on a run. We cut it to two. They go on a run. Every time we're within striking distance, the Pacers would rip off six, seven, and go back up. Like, we just could not get it there. You know, the second unit, I I thought the rotations were fine. The second unit with Rose, with IQ, with with Burks, my guy Burks, with, with Obi, they were able to cut it to two. And then, boom, right back at it. Turner rips off another five points on his own. You know, they, they had one, like, a chaotic play. I think it was uh, McConnell missed it. Then Sabonis tips it to Turner. Turner gets a slam. And then on the next possession, Turner gets a three-point shot. Uh, we, we were just very unlucky, man. Just, just very unlucky. But, you know, that's what happens when you're trying to claw from behind all, all game. Yeah, say what you will, uh, chat. But nights like tonight you see why uh, when you miss Taj Gibson. You know what I mean? Tonight it was definitely one of those nights where you feel like could have had a little bit of uh, extra help from Taj Gibson, especially with that, the the stretch play that we were getting from Miles um, Turner because yeah. then, you know, that that puts a little less stress on uh, Julius Randle, who you feel like was was trying to toe the line, staying inside with Sabonis, but then also wanting to help with Miles Turner. Uh, Taj Gibson has been really solid uh, with with, with marking the, the stretch guys because he's still um, really mobile with that. So I feel like um, that we, you nights like tonight, you see the uh, the impact that Taj Gibson brings us, even though sometimes the stats may not be right there in your face. It's the little things. And I think something uh, a night like tonight, Taj Gibson would have been in Miles Turner's ground that could have helped us out. But, um, you know, we got to do what we got to do. with. And, you know, it was Noel's, Noel's first game back. I, I was expecting it to be rushed. It really felt like he was rushed into the lineup because we've been talking about it all week. Yeah. How we haven't heard no updates. I haven't heard him by him practicing, nothing like that. And all of a sudden, he was pro- he was questionable, then he was probable, and then he was playing. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. one of the things. Like, it just felt like he was going to be a little sluggish tonight. And I, I feel like he gave us some good minutes, but other times it felt like he was just out there going back and forth. Um but yeah, man, like like you mentioned, I, I was saying at the top, every time it felt like we were inching closer, they had a response. Yeah. Every, and and, yeah. and in that one play you mentioned, it, it, it that happened several times where it was a, a fluky fadeaway or something small that gave them the momentum. And being in Indiana, like it, they took advantage of it, and we had no answer for it. So. It was just a very, very unfortunate series of events that happened uh, for us tonight. You, you talk about, you know, not every time you went on, they we went on a run, they had an answer. And I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here. One of them that stands out to me is second chance points. Indiana with Oof. 12, us with 19. Yeah. 19. So I'm looking at it like, you know, you're getting those offensive rebounds. You're, you know, you're getting second chance opportunities, but 
a lot of the times, you know, stats can lie. You know, I think that a lot of the times you look at these and you would think that the Knicks should have won this game, but it's also about, you know, the points that you do get in the second chance opportunities, but also the points that you miss. And when you're going ahead and you're getting those second chance opportunities, the Knicks have a bad habit of not, you know, uh, reformulating the offense to go ahead and make smarter shots. It's almost like rush shots. It's almost like, right. you know, we got to get this point out. We got we to gotta go ahead and, and bridge this gap quickly. And when you get those second chance opportunities, they're so valuable, especially when you're playing from the deficit and you want to go ahead and use those opportunities to reset the offense and take a smarter shot. And I think a lot of the times what we're seeing from the Knicks is they're taking shots, but they're not smart shots. They're rush shots. They're shots out of made out of panic and made out of wanting to bridge the gap in quickly. But they're not shots that are conducive for act for conducive for actually falling in and 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 making an impact. And I think that's what we also have to work on. And that's what Tim needs to preach. Yeah. Is that it's not always about making the quick shot. It's about making the smart shot. You got to work smarter, not harder, when it comes to basketball. And, and I'm with I'm with you, JD man. Should have went to RJ earlier, man. And, and shout out to our prize oh. picks, RJ. I took the over on RJ tonight. We'll get it. We'll get to our prize Welcome. picks in in a minute. But uh, definitely hit on that. My man was cooking in the second half. He wanted to see him go to it early. Fournier was playing like uh, he was just played a little bit too skittish for me tonight. Just wasn't confident in, in anything that he was doing because just kind of overthinking it out there. Uh, Broadway was ready to go. Definitely ready to go, man. And I thought RJ was once again, he, he, he was solid. Uh, just not enough. You know, just, just yeah. not enough RJ at night. But in his minutes, uh, he was great. Yeah, and, and, and like that's why, and, and I'm, not, I'm not calling for RJ to be the first option, right? Because he's young. But yeah. I am calling for him to be legitimate second option. I am calling for a package of plays to be called to him early. You know why? Because even when he's not scoring, you saw tonight, he still created positive plays. Even, even when plays that didn't go his way, there was a drive where he went to the basket and he tried to pass it to Mitch and it, it didn't do anything. But he broke down the defense. He had Miles yeah. Turner guessing. Yeah. And that was our RJ was our only answer to Miles Turner in the paint. Anybody else, right. Miles Turner protected. Yeah. The he wasn't rim. afraid, man. He went right at him. Yep. Right. Went right. And, at and RJ was the only guy that was consistently getting to the to the basket at will, mm -hmm. which was creating a little bit of chaos. He found uh, Fournier for a nice, you know, teardrop in the floater in the first half. So yeah. the thing the difference that I'm finding between him and Randall is when things don't go well, RJ can when he's put in a position to play make, he's either going to score or he's either going to, you know, create Probably a hockey foul. assist. Yeah. Or draw the foul. And he's starting to even gain more confidence in attacking the rim. I mean, he went he tonight he went against Tory Craig, who's a good defender, and Lavert, who's pretty quick. Lavert's not a great defender, but he's quick. Mm. The criticism of RJ or the area of improvement has been the acceleration to the basket, the agility, the explosiveness. He's finding you know better coordination and better ways to get to the rim. That's a positive. I'm hoping the Knicks see that. And, you know, a positive for the Knicks was you mentioned the Knicks bench. The Knicks bench scored as many points as Indiana, Indiana Pacers did in the first quarter. 36 points, yeah. only six three-point attempts. But the bench scored, gave you points. I just think the starters um, didn't come through. Uh, Burks had a couple of big threes. His defense wasn't great. Carlisle did a magnificent job against the Knicks. Uh, I think they caught the Knicks a, a little bit surprised, starting Duarte defensively on Kemba. I think yeah. Kemba was expecting Brogdon, the bigger body, mm -hmm. a little bit slower than Duarte. Um, I think that affected Kemba a little bit. Um, Kemba was 0-5. 
And, you know, so yeah, he didn't have it. He, he I think didn't have the Indiana coach as well. I think RJ, I think everyone's hitting it on the head. I think RJ is going to be the key to making this offense less predictable and making it multidimensional. I kind of compare it to, um, you know, kind of compare it to like the rookie quarterback on a football team, right? You're always looking at it like, start the rookie, start the rookie. Like I think of like Justin Fields and it's like, start the rookie. And the coach wants to go ahead and what's, you know, what's been proven and what has the experience, but sometimes to completely ignite an offense, you got to go ahead and not only give the defense something they've never seen before, you got to get the offense something to give it, to be excited about, to get them in in an environment that they've also never really played in before. And I think sometimes that taps into Um, you know, untapped potential of the players on the court and the team as a whole. And you got to give RJ the keys in order to do that. And that's no different than when you give a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, his first start, mm -hmm. you see them ball out. There's a reason for that, you know? And I think, you know, we, that's, that's the key. And Tibbs really has to have Mm -hmm. the, the faith in RJ to go ahead and do that because he's, I think that's the answer. I think it's one of the answers at least. Let me get to the uh, the super chats, and then we're gonna take some calls. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, squad. Uh, next post game live presented by Manscaped, CP Ashley Mall, Shady Sports Talk, CK2K in the building. I'm gonna shout out Jimmy Faustin sends a super chat. Says I'm not blaming it at all on Tibbs, but you can't sub RJ out with 2:45 left in the third. He made the last five points and leave Randall in. Leave the hot hand in the game. Hopefully, lesson learned. Um, I hear that, but look, the second unit still cut it to two. They still cut it to two with RJ on the bench. I mean, I get it. He came back in. He was cold. But you got to get some stops, man. The, 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 whole, the whole theme of the night was they, they were within reach and they just could not get the proper stops to put this thing away. But I get it. I questioned it, too, when, when he caught the four files, you know, why, why sub him out. But um, I still thought they had their chances and, and uh, they, they just couldn't close it out. Haitian uh, Ferg sends a super chat. He says, at what point does Tibbs look into Grimes or McBride? Our perimeter defense is our Achilles heel. We're compromised defensively. I think it's too early. You know, it's only, it's only the eighth game. I, I don't see Tibbs making, uh, you know, those type of adjustments so early in the season. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. No. And that would be a detriment. I, I don't see it. I don't see him making that, that, you know, type of decision this early. You know, even quick. I, IQ was out there pounding the air at the ball. Man. I'm like, yo, you got to pass that rock, man. He struggles. Just, just last game, uh, we, we were <laughs> fans were questioning why you left quickly uh, out there yeah. so so long. So yeah. I don't think he's going to go from that to immediately make it a rotation. Fast. I don't think so. Um, and, you know, and, and, and also just the record, you know, you're still two games over 500. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're yeah. five and three. So, you know, I don't even think you're, he's, you know, maybe what we're thinking could be different, but I think from the coach's standpoint, Tom Thibodeau, I don't think he's going to even begin to think that unless this team starts, you know, going multiple games on the 500. But I, I, I hate that ideology and I hate that philosophy. I hate the idea that familiarity breeds content. Like, why are you content with what you see is not working? You see it visually not working. Yeah, you, why does it have to take you 10 games to figure that out? Why does it have to take coach, you 20 man, games to figure coach, that out? Coaches ain't going to do that that fast, Ash. They're not going to do that that quickly in, in the NBA. I have a, I don't know. You want to see some chemistry with, with what you I, have. I have a different philosophy when it comes to that. I, I say that if something isn't going to work 
two, three, four times. You don't need to see it not working 15 times where you've already dug yourself into a hole and now you're digging yourself out of it. It's twice the amount of work. You see it's not working, adjust it while it's still early enough to where it's not going to drastically affect your season. It's a long season. You got a full one this year. That's a blessing. That's also a curse because like I said, people think they have a lot of time to correct mistakes and then you blink and it's after the all-star break and you're like, okay, now we're in trouble. Why are you doing it like that? You see it's not working. Fix it while you while it's still early enough in the season to formulate good habits. Basketball is a lot of talent. It's runs. It's all of that stuff, yes. But it's also a, a business of, it's a game of habits. And the earlier you formulate good habits, the better off that you will be in the long run. You look at championship teams, you look at playoff teams. They have good habits. Good habits are started in the off season and they are executed throughout the regular season. You can't switch it on and off. That's not how the game works. Ash with the passion. Go ahead, Ash. Talk your... Look, I hate that but like, you, you can't, like you can't expect and we're going to switch it on and we're going to switch it off. It doesn't but the, but that's like what the fans that. are looking for. They're looking for Grimes, McBride, put him in, take him out. Yo, <laughs> they the, want, the coach they is going for consistency, man. He's going for chemistry. He's going for that. Even when they struggle, you're still going to rock with your guys, man, and let them fight through it. You're not just going to yank IQ out, throw in Grimes full time. Grimes don't got it. He's a rookie. Come back in IQ. That, that You don't stabilize your team like that. They got to yeah, go through is, their lumps. They got to take their lumps. It's the eighth game. Yes, but this is also, you're early enough in the season when you still have the opportunity to kind of, um, you know, experiment. This is your experimental phase, right? This is early enough in the season. You're at the beginning of November that any experiments you do are really not going to make or break your season. This is the time. This is not the time to stick with what you think is going to work in the long run. You did that last year. It took Tibbs two games in the playoff series against Atlanta to make any types of changes. You can't maneuver like that in the NBA. That's not how it works. It's quick moving. And this is the time that you start manipulating and seeing what works and what doesn't. I hate that philosophy of the light switch. Like, oh, uh, six months into the season, we're going to switch it on and we're going to be a completely different team. No, that's not how it works. It just Let's doesn't see. work like that. So, so Ash, so, so what are you doing next game? Or what you would have done differently this game then? I wouldn't have taken the ball out of RJ's hand. That's first and foremost. Like, right. what do we? Well, yeah. And it takes a while to put him back in the game. From a, from a rotational standpoint, you, you're putting Grimes in? I think, listen, I'm just going to say this. I think that this, I'm not going to say what rotation should happen, what rotation shouldn't, but I'm going to say this. This is the time that you experiment, and this is the time you figure out what works and what doesn't. And I think that anybody who has an issue with that, why not put Grimes in? Let's see what that what's let's see what that looks like. What's the worst that can happen? You lose, you're already losing. You're still early enough in the season where that's not going to make or break you. And I don't understand why it's this commitment to things that don't work. It just, I don't under, I don't understand it. That's not yeah. how that's just not how I would do it. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback off that and there's already yeah. a meme already on Twitter with me on it. I'll say it. Yes, I would do it because look, in the in the situation with Emmanuel Quickly and I'm not trying to say that Emmanuel Quickly needs to get yanked out of the rotation or Brooks or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I I think that it's time that we to Ash's point, we we get aggressive, right? especially when you see nights like this where you're seeing Chris Duarte in a starting lineup doing things that, in my opinion, I feel like we can see Grimes doing uh, very similarly uh, to maybe a smaller scale, but I still feel like he can be out there uh, producing 
as quickly as we are seeing with, with Duarte. Yeah, I could be wrong with that. That's fine. But I really feel like we could see that. And I, I and with Emmanuel Quickly, we have to remember, too, we don't know where Quickly would have been last year if he didn't get that opportunity because of injury last year. Quickly came in there and, and, and got that opportunity because of an injury and then forced Tibbs' hand, and it ended up being the right way. I don't want to have to wait for that again to wait for a Burks injury. To wait for a uh, 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 Derrick Rose injury, my man to then Grimes first, man. to then for Grimes to then get checked in, and then he has these string of games like, damn, all of a sudden our perimeter defense. We don't want another like Alfred Payton situation. Right. Right. So let me get to the phones. Let me let me get to the phones. Let's table. Let's table. Let's table. Let's get to the phones, man. Daniel from Jersey, what's going on? Daniel, how you feeling? Yo, what's good, bro? How you feeling? <laughs> Bro, those 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 Argent performances make losing feel a lot better. Let me tell you something, man. Yeah. They, yo, yo, Danny, where you what, yo, Danny, where you at, bro? You got like the TV on in the background. There's a lot of static in the background, bro. What are you doing right now, man? Bro, I go to Rutgers. I'm on the bus right now. Oh. All right, all right. You try it, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, listen, man. Um, let me tell y'all something. I'm watching. I'm watching this game, man. I don't know. I know we did a bunch of stuff wrong. Like, I know Mitch probably didn't do as good a job covering Miles Turner on those threes as he could have, especially in the beginning and towards the game. I know that our defense overall has been lackluster, and it has to do with Kemba Walker's inability to do anything on defense other than get draw an offensive foul and get a rebound every now and then. But I don't know, man. I really think it's all starting with, Julius an attitude out there on the court, man. I don't know, like, I love Julius. It's, I'm not a Julius Randall hater at all. I've, op- I've openly, like, advocated for him, especially since last season, but he's just not looking like the same guy right now. Yes, he's passing the ball to people, but he's not necessarily looking for them. Yes, he's taking shots that he can make, but he's not necessarily, like, benefiting us with his offense. Like, mm. And we're just seeing RJ become more and more consistent and Julius become less and less consistent. I really think they're at odds with, or at least Julius is at odds with RJ's sudden blossoming. And I just wanted to ask you guys, do you think, like, this, like, lack of effort on defense and, like, offensive low has something to do with how, you no. know, I'm seeing Julius walking on the court, doing all that stuff. Like, man, it's just not a good – like, he's he's dead walking on the court on some places. He's getting right. up Appreciate, appreciate like the call, bro. I'm going to just cut it because because everybody in the bus in there on, on there listening, <laughs> listening and whatnot. No, nah, I don't think they're at odds, man. They're not at odds, bro. Yeah. Is he no. is he frustrated with overall play? You know, Julius was battling out there. He's battling with Sabonis. He's battling the refs. Him and Turner, they boys, they playing tough. I, he he has a way. We always been saying it. He has a way to to let the the game you know wear on him, wears his heart on his sleeve, and he gets frustrated. It impacts him on the other end, and and also yeah, you're right. Offensively, he's got to get back to being a better playmaker. Tibbs has said that. Got to make better decisions, better reads out of the double teams, make quicker decisions. I thought Julius played hard tonight. I thought he he played yeah, a, a, a quick pace. I thought he was physical when he had to be. I thought Julius played hard tonight, man. I'm I'm not putting this game on Julius. I just think overall the entire team defense was lousy, and they just couldn't get into much of a flow offensively. I thought Julius played hard tonight, and and I thought the game plan was was they may have talked to him because if you notice, let's put the loss out of our minds and let's just focus on, for example, that first quarter. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed this, CP, but he was like sprinting 
past half court. As soon as he was getting the ball, he was just running faster. He was He's moving pushing. faster. He's it looked, pushing. Yeah, it looked like they talked to him about, let's get into our offense earlier. Let's put some pressure on the defense. He looked to be more uh, fast and decisive in yeah. his decision-making. So I thought that was a positive. It just didn't, you know, transfer to the duration of the yeah. game. So I thought the intention was good. But, you know, and and listen, he he, he uh, he's expectations are higher and you yeah. know they're looking at randall um and they trying to break him up man like what's what's going on man <laughs> yeah he smiled he smiled a few times tonight i saw him smiling a few times tonight but listen when you're not winning and things are not going your way um like you said he has his way of communicating when he's not happy whether it's to the refs yeah um and it's it it, it doesn't look like the best presentation um because he just has a way of you know, not showing the best body language, but the yeah. intention may be different. So, yeah, because he smiled a few times, I think it's just a, it's just a little too early to come to certain conclusions yet. I mean, we're, we're yeah, it's five early, three. man. It's early. You know, I, I get the frustrations. I get it, but you know, let let's give it a little bit more time and let's see what yeah. happens. That, that, that's a fact, man. They're trying to break him up already, man. Come on, man. Trying to break yo, him up, yo. I mean, this guy Come brought us, it out here, bro. did a lot for us last year, man. Give him a little bit of time. Shout out to our uh, cello for the super chats. It's Jalen Brown, forty six points, career high. OG Ananobi, thirty six points, career high. Miles Turner, seven three points made, career high. Bad pattern. Shout out Mid Belfort to the super chats. It's Miles Turner killing us with the three ball like a seven foot Reggie Miller. SMH still too early in the season. We got lots of work to do to get that right. ENC ten dollar super chat says there was only one time last season that Randall went more than two games in a row below 20 points and Julius never scored less than 20 points in four out of five games last season also Knicks were five and 24 uh from three tonight oof look eight games in you gotta you know chemistry has to be had on both sides of the ball I'm gonna just put it like that you want to call it an excuse you can call it an excuse everybody gotta make their adjustments man this is a new team this isn't just carryover from last year this is a new team that that's just my two cents on it and it's also like, I know everybody wants to point the finger, but let's make this very clear. This loss is not on Julius Randle. Yeah. Let's make that very, very clear. That is not the reason this game was lost. I know everybody's quick to blame the leader. I know everybody's quick, you know, to blame the star. It's not on Julius Randle. He, he's got some things that he's got to work on, absolutely, but this game did not start and did not begin and die with Julius Randle. That's not why we have yeah. an L in the column right now. Not, not at all. Not at all. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's hear from uh, Papa Left. Papa Left, what's going on? What's going on, guys? I'm just uh, doing my lesson plans for tomorrow. All right, all right. But uh, yeah, teach some kids, man. Papa Left, the educator. Let's go. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to get some lesson plans for for the Knicks, though. They they really. Uh, they really just didn't follow their assignments on defense tonight on, on a uh, personnel tip. Like I just felt there was so many, so many pick and pops where either it was Fournier tracking his defender. It took him from the, from the three point line to the, to the three in the key spot for him to finally meet the guy on the hip. It, yeah, it was Fournier, just Fournier and Kemba were very tough to night. watch. It was very ball. tough to watch Fournier play defense tonight. They were getting, um, and they night. took, yeah, go ahead. And no, I was just saying Kemba and Fournier were getting cooked all night. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, and I think when we're talking about – I thought Ashley made some great points. I, I think when we're talking about putting in Grimes 
I know CK, me and you saw it. It's like he has a special – it's not like, oh, let's just try it out because he's a rookie. He has a special ability of tracking his defender. Like he – you can get a first step on anybody in the NBA, but Grimes has a special ability to to meet you right right back at the hip. And I felt like him on Levert would have been advantage us. I feel like him on Duarte would be advantage us most possessions. And, you know – was our defense as bad as everybody on Twitter was saying? Well, I don't think it was. I think they made – there was a point where they hit a step back 30-foot three when we were down by 10. Like, it was painful to watch. But, you know, there were spurts of where Noel was out there blocking shots, Mitch was out there blocking shots. But at the same token, we were putting so much pressure on our centers to anchor the defense and then come right back out to the three-point line. So – that that initial uh, integrity on the perimeter defense was awful. But I will say, in the spirit of Aaron Rodgers, uh, <laughs> I will say relax. Because uh, <laughs> I will say that we need to relax, because especially on, on these hot tastes like IQ may need to sit down. I, I, don't, I don't see that. I see IQ as a special player um, who's kind of going through the same thing that Obi was last year, ironically, where he's not – he doesn't have the same free range with the ball off the ball to, to play and be a scorer because we had Peyton giving us nothing. So we needed more scoring from our guards this year. IQ is being asked to do things that, you know, stretch the defense, you know, maybe one or two times a half, he gets the ball in an ISO situation and CP sucked when he did it, yeah. but there was encouraging signs. The off, off an inbounds pass, the guy ran literally, if you, I don't know if anybody saw this, he sprinted through two bigs and went to the corner and Rose got a block. He, mm-hmm. he held down Sabonis in the paint while, while uh, Noel got, got a block on Sabonis. Like, IQ is, is a baller. He's got heart. He's got the it factor. So I would say relax on the Knicks being 5-3 and three being the end of the world. There was a tweet that came out, and I'm getting off after this. There was a tweet that came out last year at this point in the season. We were talking about trading Randall for a first round and how Austin Rivers is the man. So – we let's, weren't let's saying anything. We weren't. They were. I right, no, was go back to KFTV episodes. That was that was the Ari. This was the Ari special. Yeah, so, it was. It was so early in the year. All right, man. Appreciate the call, right. man. Right, no, go. Ari was leading that charge, though. Ari yeah, was the was. conductor of that train. Yeah, he like was. he facts he wanted Randall either. all the way out of yeah. here. We didn't forget Ari. We did not forget. I don't think I'll, I, I, I was, I'll yeah. say this very quickly, CP, mm-hmm. on the Grimes thing, because I know it's going to start to – it's brewing here mm-hmm. with, with the fan base. I'll say this. For the most part, I'm on your side about this until I'm conflicted on one thing, and then that's where I kind of go over to Ashley and CK. I think you don't necessarily have to remove a player out of the rotation to give right. someone else playing time. That's yeah. one. Number two, how many times last year did Thibodeau bench RJ for fourth quarter or to close a game? How many times did we say, oh, how come quickly they didn't play this, this quarter? How come Alfred Payton play the whole third or the whole fourth? Thibodeau played that game last year as well, where he made some decisions where some of us were even saying, why did he go this way? Why did he go that way? And guess what? RJ had to bounce back mentally. When RJ didn't close yeah. a few games, we were saying we were RJ. That, that, that looking now, it didn't seem like that affected him, right? So in other words, if he decides tonight to say, you know what, this third quarter, I'm going to go with Grimes instead of quickly. I'll go back to you next, next game, uh, Emmanuel. I mean, you're, you're in the NBA. You know, yeah. you're supposed to, you know, that shouldn't affect Look, you. So 
I think it's a little early, but I also think soon he should start to look at some flexibility. You don't have to remove a player totally out of the rotation. You don't even have to start with Grimes or McBride. But at certain points of the game, things are not going your way. You want some energy. There's a defensive matchup in the perimeter, a night like tonight where maybe you counter with the Grimes and then you allow Mitch and Noel to press Turner. You know, these type of game plans, you do that a little bit. Um, and then you see what happens. So I think it's a little delicate balance here. It's, it's, and it's I, yeah, one. and I just want to clear by saying with my IQ comment, I meant in tonight to JD's point, I didn't mean totally take him out of the lineup. If you were taking that, that's not what I meant. I meant to what you're saying. If you know what you're, if you weren't getting anything from, then you make that swap for tonight and try some different. That's what I was trying to say. So I completely Yo, agree with JD's point right there. Ari and I are beefing in the chat because what else is new? He's doubling down on his Randall take, and I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Mm. I'm not doing it. I told you he wasn't going talking. to. Ari, you're so out of pocket, bro. You're so out of pocket. Yeah. This man, Julius, can do no right in this man's eyes. Like, oh. at all. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad. We're going to go to David H. in the chat, and then uh, then we're going to go into our prize picks. David H. Uh, in the Discord. David H., what's going on? Oh, hold on. Let me uh, Let me get you in here. David H live on the Discord. What's going on? David H. Hello? Yo, what's going on? Oh, what's up? Um, it's my first time calling. Um, no doubt. Kind of nervous, but no, nah, don't be nervous, bro. Um, Go ahead, bro. <laughs> um, shout out to you guys. You know, everybody hit that like button because I I really like what you guys do. You know, um, like. You know, it's like to be a, a Knicks fan is very frustrating, man. Like we've mm -hmm. had so many years of just, you know, uh, so many bad years, and I'm happy, you know, that we're finally um, able to express ourselves when we're having frustrations. Mm -hmm. um, and for the for the past few games, man, I well actually since the beginning, because I went to opening night, mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong, it was a great game. Like it's probably the best sporting event I ever went to. But I have not seen any change in the way we play from opening night till now. Like, it's always the same play, always a pick and roll. Um, and Randall just, you know, hogging the ball. And I feel like I'm grateful for him. You know, he's been our best player since last year. And it's it's fun to have a player we could root for, have our own superstar and all-star. Um because we haven't had that in years. Mm -hmm. But I think it's time for him to stop. I feel like he's trying to prove that he's the man of the team. Because when RG does good, I then like the next play, he'll take the ball and do try to do his thing. Yeah. And I feel like he has to stop forcing things. Like he has nothing to prove to us. Like at all. Like we know he's a great player, but he needs to be a more more of a team player. And I noticed this when he loses the ball, he doesn't go back on defense at all. Like yeah, the transition does. defense, the, the transition defense definitely leaves a lot to be desired. I, I agree with you there. I, I definitely. But agree mostly with that. him, because his yeah. body language, he doesn't even go back. He just looks up like in frustration. He's like, oh, okay, you know, I lost the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll do it next time. Like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. As a leader of the yeah, team as well, you got to set that example. It's a good call. Yeah, and um, also I feel like Tiv needs to try. Um, the second unit is great. But, you know, like players like Quigley and um, Burks, you know, they've, they haven't really been playing great. And I feel like he should start giving the rookies some minutes 
just to create some competition so they could, you know, um, you know, with more competition, there's more, like, they, they try to play better. So. Yeah, Iron Sharpens yeah. Iron, man. You, you're right. I appreciate the call, man. David H., first time in the call. Make sure you call back. No, listen, I, I hear what everybody's saying about playing the rookies. I'm just saying I don't see Tibbs doing that this early. That's all I'm saying. I don't see Tibbs pushing the panic button and doing that. You know, when, when you're down by two points in the fourth quarter, your second unit has it rolling, at what point are you throwing in Grimes? I don't know. To me, I, I see Tibbs saying, okay, we have it cooking right now with this unit. I'm going to let it roll. Why stop that momentum? Why stop that flow? It's up to those guys out there. They have to get it done. They have to close the door. They have to catch up, get the lead, and win the game. I don't see Tibbs just, just making herky-jerk decisions like that. But that's just me. Things could change. Who knows? That's that's just my opinion on it. That's that's just my two cents on it. Well, you're right. I, I would love to see Grimes in there. I would love to see Grimes in there and get a chance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Don Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Am I seeing what I'm seeing in the chat? What's up? CP's Manscaped Razor? Yes. Oh, yeah. Shout out to CP's <laughs> Manscaped Razor, man. Yeah. We we, yeah. we have a YouTube account yeah. for the Manscaped Razor, man. So so yeah. everybody's getting in on the action. I want to salute everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Yes, as you know, tonight's show and the season is presented by Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist, fellas. Don't be caught out there lacking. Go get that lawnmower 4.0, man. You, you, it's, it's getting cold out there. You guys got ladies at home. You got to take care of it. Trim those hedges with the lawnmower 4.0. 
Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Very important. And in case everybody's wondering, man, what happened to all the backdrop? What happened to the Starks Dunk poster? You know, it's, it's like echoing the room. All, all my stuff is going back there. I got robbed. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't get robbed. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm tweaking the studio. We upgrading the studio, man. Hopefully by Sunday, everything will be uh, will be back up. But I had to take everything down, paint the wall. Shout out to my pops. Came through, did some work back here. And uh, we got the internet up and running. So, um, yeah, just doing some work. Just doing some maintenance on the studio. And we'll be back up and running. Uh, hopefully by this weekend. Hey yo, make sure you knock on wood with that I got robbed joint because that's not yeah, even funny. People get robbed every day, B. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Knock yeah, on wood. Yeah. So take it back. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. <laughs> say sorry. Yeah, yeah, say sorry. Right, say right. sorry. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood on that. Um, C uh, K and J D. Man, let, let's talk about prize picks <sighs> because a, as you guys know and the people at home know, prize picks is the new sponsor of Nick's post game live. Prize picks, fellas. The the uh, new Daily Fantasy Sports uh, platform, Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy, man. They have the best NBA props game out there on the market. More NBA props than any other Daily Fantasy prop operator. They offer all the players, all the superstar players, even the bench players that don't get as many minutes. You know, if you want to do basketball, you can pick from your points props. Your rebounds, your three-pointers made, your free throws made. If you want to do football, you could do anything from yardage to touchdowns, interceptions thrown, you name it. So for our users, once you go to prizepicks.com or you download the PrizePick app, they're going to give you 100% match on your deposit of up to $100. That's a 100% match of your deposit of up to $100, and that's with promo code KFTV. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Com or download the app to get yours today. And I'm just going to show you guys real quick uh, the picks I made today because I hit, I became a winner. I came out a winner in this. So today's lineup, what I did was, and JD, you hit it on the head, man. We were going with RJ, right? What was the stat, JD? Last three games against the Pacers that RJ Barrett was averaging how much? 25 points per game, 78% from three, 57% field goal. So the Thumb first percentages again, JD. 78% from three, 57% overall, Boom. 25 points per game. So, yeah. So, with that, I, I went with you, J.D. I went with the over on R.J. Barrett, 17 and a half points. My next pick, I, 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 did a, I went a little spicy, man. I went on the three points made tab, and I was looking at some things. First and foremost, I wanted to go with Turner. I was feeling Turner tonight, but out of respect for my guy, Mitch, I said, nah, I'm not going to go there. So, I went with um, Gary <laughs> Trent Jr., under two three-pointers made. Washington is one of the best teams at defending the three-pointer. I figured that Toronto would be due for a little cold streak, even though they won the game tonight. So I picked the under with Gary Trent Jr. on two made three-point shots. Next thing, Boston Celtics, one of the worst teams at defending a three. Cole Anthony had been hot lately, so I went with over two made, over one and a half made three-point shots for Cole Anthony. So that was my selection there. And then uh, Orlando, another team that is uh, not so great at defending the three-point stripe. Jalen Brown had been hot. So I went with Jalen Brown for over two and a half, three points made. Now, when you look at the selections, I made four selections. Now you have an option in terms of your payout. You can go with the flex pay. So if you get three correct, you get one and a half times your money. If you go with, if you get four correct, you can get five times your money. 
or you can go with the power play. With the power play, if you want to just say, you know what, I'm going, I feel like I'm going to get all four right, that's when you can get up to 10 times on your money. So for tonight, I went with the flex pay. I put in $20 for a chance to win $100. So here is how I fared. I ended up getting all my picks. I hit Jalen Brown with the over on uh, on three-point attempts. He had three. I hit on Cole Anthony with the over on three-point attempts, one and a half. He finished with two. I pushed on Gary Trent Jr. Just missed. I pushed on Gary Trent Jr., <laughs> man. He, he finished tied up with two made threes, but I hit on RJ. So I ended up winning $45 on the play there. So... All in all, still a good night. Fantasy made easy, fellas. This took me less than a minute to make my picks. So shout out to our guys at Prize Picks once again for uh, supporting us. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com or, or um, sign up for the app. Enter promo code KFTV for 100% match on your deposit up to $100. Uh, JDCK, how'd you guys do tonight, man? Go ahead, Mr. Winner. You go first, J.D. J.D. hasn't <laughs> lost. J.D., you said you had yeah, lost. Yeah, I haven't yeah, lost I took my yet. first down. Go ahead, J.D. Knock I mean, on yeah. wood, J.D. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knock, knock on wood. I haven't lost yet, man. I mean, listen, uh, we we gave the play of the day to everyone, CP. So that was an easy money play with R.J. over right. And I'm And I'm going to continue to play R.J. I mean, obviously, depending on the matchup, but I'm going to continue to play him as long as the line is around 17 and a half, even yeah. 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's an easy play. Uh, I played DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he, his line was at 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 37 tonight. I thought, oh, you know, he without Patrick Williams, they've gone a little small. And he's he's on a roll. I think he's an easy play. Yeah. Uh, I went Colin Sexton over, uh, what was it, 19 and a half. Um, he had 21 points. And then Dame, Dame twenty five and a half. He had twenty six points. I wow. like the matchup. So you hit, Cavs. you hit on the flex play. You did man? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So how much yeah. did you win tonight? One twenty five. Whoa, JD Sports Talk, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. taking tonight. Let's go. And then, I, and then I had another ticket at one thirty seven because I had a uh, Embiid twenty six and a half. I had him over. He only had eighteen points. So okay. thank you, Embiid. Wow. So shout out to prize picks, man. Shout out to prize picks. And remember, you can mix and match sports. So you can do, you know, do some picks on basketball, football. Ari asked about, you know, soccer, Premier League and all that. You could do all that, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. You, you yeah, I'm gonna keep mine quick, bro. It, it wasn't so great. I mean, I'm still playing. I have to, like JD. I had two tickets. Uh, first one I called the Knicks ticket, and I'm so upset that I went all in on the Knicks. This one I did RJ, Kemba, and Julius. Mm. And you know what? I was riding the hot hand of Kemba Walker and RJ Barrett, like JD said. If they're going to give me 17.5 for RJ Barrett, I'm taking that every single every every day of the week. I don't care who the matchup is. RJ is on a hot one right now. You heard the numbers, and I'll make JD Sim again if I yeah. need to. I'm not, I'm taking that every single time. And Kemba too, he been secretly hooping right now. So I saw the 15.5. I figured he'd go out there. You know, I I, I was hoping he was going to help me out, and that's where I took my first sell because he only had the four points. I took the over on that one. That hurt me. Um, and then Julius Randle was just under the twenty one point five, and he had eighteen points. But like uh, JD, I had Demar and RJ, and I was I went for the power on that one, so that was a huge L. For me, but I have a nope. second. Yeah, I have a second tab up. That's right now. That's going right now. Let's so go. far, so good. Um, I have Colin Sexton with the over. He got twenty one when it was twenty point five. Bradley Bill, I picked under, and he slightly got under um, on that one. Lamelo mm. Ball is supposed to get nineteen point five. He's at six points right now. That game is still going. And uh, Damian Lillard 
when I should have gone with JD because he did the over. I did the under with Damian Lillard, but luckily I did the uh, flex for this one, so I can take that L. Now it's all to Lamelo Ball, so I'm still playing right now, boy. So C- CP, I'm gonna cash out, and if they don't get, you know, now I have enough money, I could, I could, you know, get some more burgers. Let's go. Is- That's, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Put right them now. in the freezer. And see how it goes. But oh, and real quick clarification, because I have a friend that's going to sign up, and mm. he asked me a question that I, I guess many could have. It's up to a hundred dollars. That does yeah, not yeah, mean yeah, that you is. have to deposit no, hundred dollars no, 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 no. to no. get the hundred dollars. No. You can deposit fifty. You can go forty. You can, can deposit go twenty dollars. They match you twenty dollars. Yeah, you don't have to put in a hundred dollars. You can you could just you deposit whatever you want. They'll match it one hundred percent up to one hundred dollars. Good clarification, bro. Good clarification. All right, back to the phones we go. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your squad. Let's go to uh, Jay from Florida. Jay, what's going on? Yeah, put up for your boys. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button every time. You know what I'm saying, yes, sir. Yo, I'm I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the Twitter streets, man. The Twitter streets is turning on your boy Juju. The Twitter streets Fast. is turning on Juju by the minute. It's funny to see, man. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I don't know who knows what's gonna happen with the rec- with the rest of the season. You know, I, I see some oh, bad things. Man, y'all jumping ship man. after eight games, Jay. What? Yo, like I'm, last week, didn't the, didn't Jay listen, call I'm in last saying, week? Like, I'm yo, not, I'm I love the direction not, the team I, is I, going I, I, in. I love it. What what game was <laughs> bro, that when you I, called I, in? All, all I don't chipper? know. We don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, we don't man. know what's gonna happen for the rest of the season. We could be the best team in the East. We don't know, man. But the fourth seed, that's what I'm saying. The mighty fourth seed always came back. It's gonna come back to bite because you need more talent. This is a talent league. We spent $80 million on Evan Fournier for Tiff to bench him the end of the third and most of the fourth. He came on ice cold. You got yeah. Kimball coming on ice cold. Tiff loves playing Nerlens Noel for some reason over Mitch. He put in Mitch ice cold. You got you to give guys time to warm up. You put him in at the end of the third, early fourth. You don't put him in because you're panicking in four minutes left. Come on, Tiff. Somebody got to say something about Tiff's rotation. This is 2021. You got to be creative. You got to find different things and different players. I agree with Ash. You got to play Grimes. I even want to play the kid from San Antonio, Samanik. He played for Popovich. Oh, six, my ten. God. He shot 38% from three, right? Let's see what he got. We need talent, man. We need big. We need size. We need talent. He can shoot the three. He can rebound. Why are we not looking at Samanik? Why are we not looking yeah. at Grimes? <laughs> I think Deuce can't play in the NBA yet. I'm not a Deuce guy. I don't think Deuce can even bring the ball up half court without getting ripped in the NBA. That's how I see it. He's a good defender, but can he dribble? You know what I'm saying? Obi needs the hoop. Obi's a good, unselfish guy. There's no beef with Obi and RJ. If you put Obi and RJ out there for a long time, Obi's going to keep moving the ball. He's going to put the ball on the floor. He's a team player. Your man Juju's body language is nasty. It's nasty. Your man Juju wanted, you want the ball. He was playing a little bit more aggressively. But you see the undertone of his body language. He don't want RJ to sign. He don't want Batman blood. I'm going, man. Y'all have a good night. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button for the fam. Let's go. Yo, CP, it's Yo. come to this. <laughs> it's come my, to my this. My man is going delirious. Lu- no, no, out here, no, no, Luca. Oh, my not Luca Doncic. Not Luca Doncic. Not Luca Vildoza. <laughs> He's calling for this lottery bust that not even the Spurs had respect for to come in here and play for a team 
with 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 second round playoff aspirations. Just last week, my man was talking about oh how great everything is going. We can't handle adversity, man. What's wrong with you people, man? We five and three on the campaign right now. He's talking about going to get the kid in the G League. Yeah. But as if his defense is any better. Give me a break. If his defense was any good, he wouldn't be in the G League right now. And for those that don't know, the streets, is that's Twitter. <laughs> Nick's Twitter is the yeah. streets. <laughs> These guys cannot handle adversity, man. Oh, they can't man. handle it, bro. What is going on? Jay, get with the pro. Jay, he's all over the place, man. He's all over the place. And then proceeded to say that Deuce is not it. Yeah. So he's all over the place, man. Let, let me get to my guy, Muhammad, to set the record straight, man. Let's go to Australia, man. Let me get the Australian in here to set the record straight. Mo, what's going on, bro? Uh, so I'm in, uh, saluting for all to everybody. What's good, bro? Uh, like, you know, hit the like button. Guys, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Great content, guys, as usual. Yep. Um, look, I'm put a bit of a ray of sunshine here, okay? Mm -hmm. it, it, this is a competitive Eastern Conference. We're learning we've got some two quality additions in Kemba and Fournier. We, we, how many games have they had together now? What is it, like four plus, yeah. what, eight to 12 each? Yeah. Um, we're expecting them to be hitting all cylinders after 12 games and being together. Um, look at the uh, Celtics. We're not like that, right? I'm, I'm not putting them down. I'm saying chemistry will take time. Gibbs uh, de definitely, in my view, a couple of quick takeaways. Early in the season, we're still learning. Yeah, um, I do have questions around the rotational element. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really don't understand this plug-in, plug-out. I, I really don't know why the bench unit is just sticking to 18 to 20 minutes. Um, yes, they haven't been effective these last two sort of games, but I can kind of see, and again, some criticism here. Um, I don't like it when um, IQ is a primary ball handler. I don't like it, it either, man. I think it, you got to give him some time. Uh, that but I don't he's, like. He's really good as a catch-and-shoot shooter. He needs to be given the opportunities to let them fly, but get this quality look where he's open to shoot. Obi's not getting a lot of run-ins. I mean, that guy is a transition beast, but where, where was it today? We, we didn't give him those opportunities. Um, I'm glad Maryland is back. I think that will be a stabilizing factor, but he's only had one game in. Um, there's a lot of positives in this team. And when people say we don't have talent, you've got, what is it, a, a current all-star, uh, two former All-Stars. And look, once you're an All-Star, it doesn't mean you don't have talent. You may not be as effective day in, day out, but it doesn't mean you just lost everything. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a coach, you know, two-time coach of the year. There's some credentials here, but you've got to give it some time for it to work. Um, and the other thing is I think people were not paying attention to all the moves made in the East. The East is very compressed. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Miami lose two games and the Knicks win two games, we're back in the top three. Mm -hmm. It's so tight. So I think... Um, facts. Speak facts, Mo. Let's go. Bids needs to better utilize the rotation. That is it and seem better. Um, and, and the notion of throwing in grimes and whatever, look, I reckon that could work, but what was this opportunity in this game? Um and the other part is, I don't know what was happening. Can we blame the ball? Is it the Wilson ball? I don't know. <laughs> that's what you're hearing now, right? Not helping. That, that, that's what you're hearing I, now. I but... don't know. Like everyone's saying, I mean, Dame's shooting like 30% or something. So yeah, I, yeah. So, look, I reckon, guys, look, stay positive. It's, it's an 80, it's a marathon. Someone's saying it's a really good comment. It's a marathon. We want to win the marathon. 
not the sprint. And let's just let's just ship it out there. You know? Let's do um, it. I'm I'm going next, man. Come on. Let's Everybody go. Everybody, just jump on. Talk some you know, talk some sense into up, these lousy and, Americans, Mo. As usual, and, and thanks again. Let's go, Mo. You got the Australian in here talking some sense into you, man. Shout out to Mo, man. Mo Bolin speaking facts right now. Eight games in, everybody jumping off the bridge. Trade this guy, put in this guy. Y'all can't handle any adversity, man. Did I miss something? What did I miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jay from Florida talking about bring, bring up the kid from the G League. Let's see what he can do. Jay is already talking rebuild. What are we doing? Mm. Eight games in. My guy Mo Ball and speaking facts. Let's go. Shout out to uh, ENC sends a super chat. Says there was only one time. Oh, I got that one already. Shout out ENC. Uh, shout out to Rudd. He says a guard defense is suspect. Yes, Rudd. Absolutely. Kenny Gale says a number of wide open threes we were giving up is wild. Can we please get back to defense, make adjustments, play harder? Our rotations are straight trash. Paul Robinson says uh, number one switch more. Turner wants to shoot like a guard. Let a guard guard him at the three. Two, more spacing on the pick and roll. We don't need so many threes, man. Well, what happens when he takes that guard down into the post? You barbecue chicken, man. I don't know if that's that's the right move. You just, your bigs got to get up on him or, you know, you hope he misfires. I don't think he's going to go 7 to 10 from 3 every night, but tonight was his night. Um, who we got? All right, back to the phones we go. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on free squad. Let's go to Fredo. Fredo, what's going on? Gentlemen, Ashley, as always, thanks for taking my call. Fredo, what happened? You, you didn't want to go to Discord right tonight? What was good? Nah, man, I don't know. Something's, something's up on my phone. Something's up with the Discord. It wasn't It wasn't clicking right over there. So I okay. had to call in on a number. No doubt we um, I mean, yeah, uh, listen, man, I, like every Knicks fan, it always hurts a little bit more when we lose to the Pacers. But let's bring some optimism back into this community, some reality back into the community. I think going into the season, if I would have told everybody we would have started the season after eight games, five and three, we all would have took it, right? It would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's some things that we all feel could be adjusted and changed to make the team better, but this team is exactly what we thought they were going into the season. You know, uh, Julius Randle, he's, uh, he's a clear leader and best player on this team, all right? But we all knew that he isn't going to be the number one option on our championship team. But he's playing great. They're killing him for no reason. I don't. I don't really understand it. You know, um, uh, RJ taking the next step. You know, he he's looking like a, a potential star in the future, but he's not there yet. You yeah. know, there's no way that we could play our rookies over uh, the bench because we're not playing to give rookies minutes. We're playing to win the game. You know, so like who get who gives us the best option? The best opportunity to win. It's right. definitely not. Grimes and, and McBride, it's it's IQ and Burks. I mean, it's just common sense, you know. I think like we started off really hot to start the year, and people got really like like overly optimistic. And now they see a few losses, like it's like the sky's falling. But it's not that serious, guys. It's going to be a long season, and uh, the Knicks the Knicks have a, a lot of games ahead of us. If you look at it, after eight games, we're, the, the the Knicks are exactly on pace to go fifty and thirty with two games to spare. You know, so like it, it, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what everybody's panicking about. We're gonna play the Bucks, and we're, let me tell you something, guys. It's gonna be another tough game against the Bucks. <laughs> That's a fact. You know, it's be another a tough, tough game against tough Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. Every every game is gonna be a tough game, and it's gonna be no rollover game. So everybody just like enjoy the season, like I always say. 
take it for what it is and just uh, it's, it's, I, this team is a playoff team. This team is a playoff team. They're just not a championship team. So we're getting there. We're taking the steps we need. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Thanks for taking the call. Mo Bowling on the check. No, that was Mo. That was uh, Fredo. Fredo. They said Fredo sound like little Yachty. <laughs> so the, you, you, so the chat, you, you, you love that. You love that call so much. You still on that call. CP. Yeah, yeah. Mo Bowling was speaking facts. Mo Bowling was speaking facts, man. Now you know I got my eyes on everything right now, so I'm a little, uh, I'm a little off. But um, yeah, nah. Chat, chat was. Uh, I was reading the, the little Yachty quotes in, in the chat, kind of chuckling at that. But shout out to Fredo. Uh, good, good points as well. Salutes everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumb. Let's get those likes up, man. The, the likes a little down tonight. I know y'all tight about the loss, but we got a thousand people in here. Let's get those likes up. Let's get to a thousand likes. If you haven't hit that thumbs up button, if you haven't hit that like button, hit that right now. Let's go. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. Creeping up on forty-four thousand subscribers. Let's let's get it going. Yeah, we got a tough game against uh, against the Bucks. Next six games. Yeah, how you feeling, man? Next, yeah, Cavs, Cavs. Cavs won tonight again, didn't they? I thought they they played tonight. I think they did win tonight. Yep, they won 107-104 against the Blazers, right? Right oof, to the wire. Oof, Cavs you know, really you, tough, man. You're at Milwaukee. Moment. You play the Cavs. Then Philadelphia wants to get payback in Philly. No, no question. And then you play Milwaukee again? Yeah. And then you're at Charlotte. So next Don't six sleep games. on that Cavaliers lineup, man. That, yeah, that how you thing, like that Cavaliers that team, CK? Go ahead, bro. Crazy. No, nah, it's just at first I was just looking at them. I'm like, I don't know how the hell this is going to work. They got marketing. They got uh, Mobley. They got Jared Allen. They got Kevin Luck. You know, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Like, the guys, they're, they're pretty fun to watch. They're just completely embracing this rebuild, and they're doing a good thing. So, yeah, I think the next two games, man, we can't sleep. I know Cavaliers are – a lottery team in the past, but we can't sleep on that game coming up at all. Yeah, true indeed, man. True indeed. JD, go ahead, bro. He was trying to say no, something. No, I was just going to say a lot of parody around the NBA, man. A lot of parody. Bro. Bulls got all this hype. They go in, they lose tonight. And, you know, you may say, JD, but it was the Sixers. Yeah, it was the Sixers with Joel Embiid scoring 18 points mm-hmm. and no Tobias Harris and no Ben mm-hmm. Simmons. And so, goes, you know, man. and DeMar DeRozan scored 37. Yeah. And they, they lose that game. You know, the, we're, we, we were just talking about the Cavs. And it's funny because the Cavs are five and four. And there's a lot of all this positivity. And the Knicks are five and three. And the world is, is falling. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, let's, let, let's put some early perspective. Uh, you know, Raptors won tonight against the Wizards, who've had a good start. So, yeah. You know, there's a lot of parody going on early on, and and you know, it's just let's give it a few more games before we start going. Yeah, you know, start and, bailing on on some of these players in the team. Man, I want and I want to see those Raptors again, man. Those Raptors fans were in here talking greasy to Yo, us, man. They still man. chirping. They were still more going than the back Hawks. Forth with me today, man. I've never seen a fan base yeah. that active on the comment section. Yeah, we got to see the Raptors again, man. The, the, I thought the Hawks fans were in here, in here, uh, sneaky. The Raptors fans were in here heavy uh, uh, two nights ago, man. They in my comment section right now too. My last video, <laughs> like I'm like, go away. Yo, I didn't even talk about that yo, game that much. The Raptors yeah. fan is going crazy. crazy over that game. Crazy. Talking Great. real spicy to us, man. We yeah, we got to see them again. I thought Canadians were nice. Oh no, no, no! You know they got that little brother <laughs> complex, man. You know they got that little brother complex, man. Anything right, to beat sure. those lousy Americans at anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they always trying to take. They always trying to brag about it, man. My cousins always right. be on that, man. They always be on right, it. So right, right. Uh, I'm used to it. But yeah, they were they were spicy, bro. We'll go to uh, JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, what's going on? 
Yo, it's good. I hope you guys can hear me. Yeah, yeah, hear loud. Anything. Yeah, but, uh, loud and clear. Just make a few quick points. Yep. Hope you guys are doing well. And the thing, man, I'm just, I'm going to keep saying it. Perimeter defense, perimeter defense, perimeter defense. I mean, Kemba Walker and Fournier, it's it's unbelievably bad how horrible they are defensively. They're getting blown yep. by every single play. You're starring those two guys, and it's just killing you. It's putting you in huge holes. You know, Kemba in his prime wasn't a defender. Now he's lost a step. It's just, I respect him. I'm giving him credit for yeah. taking charges. He's taking charges from Sabonis. You know, so I give him credit, but he's just slow, and it's just not going to work with this defense. And then we're coming off the bench with non-defenders. We're coming off the bench with Burks and Quickly and Rose and Obi. Like, I was in the chat during the game, and mm-hmm. people were saying, you know, it's an effort thing on defense. No, it's a personnel thing. We don't have the – Tibbs does not have the personnel to run what he wants to do on defense. We just don't have the personnel to be a good defensive team, and this is going to change. These guys aren't going to get better defensively. Kemba and Fournier and the guys off the bench. Besides RJ, our two best wing defenders are the rookies that aren't going to play, McBride and Grimes. Tibbs doesn't trust them right now, and – that, yo, there was honestly a play where Fournier in the second quarter, there was a pass to him, and he just stood there for like five seconds. He just stopped, and the Pacers were like, they didn't even know what was going on. They just picked it up, and then they got a fast break. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? It's just the defense, again, it's just it's non-existent. It's not even competitive, this wing defense, and it's just, it's just not going to get better. I don't see how it's going to improve, man. You know, it's just frustrating. But we got the Bucks. I think, next. I know we have the Bucks next, so we could be getting a bit of a break. I know Middleton's out. Uh, Drew Holiday, I think, is still yeah, out. Yeah, that don't so matter. We can still we get work. Ain't no, ain't no breaks, man. Night, right? we, were supposed to get a, we were supposed to get a break with, with Scotty Barnes being out, right? That's what they said, right? Ain't no breaks in this thing, man. You can still get worked. And this is, these, are the, these are the champs with the freak, and we got no answer for him. So, uh, you know, don't matter who they have out there. As long as they have him, it's going to be a very tough game in a tough place to play. So, Nick's going to have to come ready. And, and uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Cynthia, back at it. Cynthia, what's going on? Cynthia, you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I don't know. Something weird. But shout out to Nick's fan, CV Dave, trying to make it all work. Mm-hmm. The hardest working man in this, in this show. Let's yeah, give it yeah. up for him, y'all. <laughs> for sure. But, um, anyway, guys. Salute to you and the Knicks Nation. You guys had me laughing the past couple of days from heels to Tibbs, Tibbs Tony mm-hmm. to do penguins fly. I was cracking <laughs> up. You guys were making my days and nights. <laughs> so shout out to y'all. I mean, it was, it was just great. But, mm-hmm. but looking at the game, guys, um, I wanted to ask you, because we all said, okay, you know, with Kemba coming in and Fournier, you know, expect our defense, you know, to drop slightly or, or drop somewhat. Do you think that the defense in the past two games might have been because of these guys? I mean, to me, I see everybody failing in, on defense. I just think that um, we didn't – like, we weren't playing scrappy. Like, we weren't playing like we wanted it bad. I felt the Raptors and even these guys tonight were, like, scratching. And, you know, they really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't see us playing like that towards maybe RJ the last three minutes. I mean, hey, shout out to him. But I saw only RJ trying in the last three minutes, you know, doing all the best that he can. But I think one of the commentators even said it. You know, I think it was Clyde. You can't play, you know, begin to play defense, real tough defense during the last three minutes of the game. 
So I just wanted to know your perspective. Do you think, you know, I know everybody has to, you know, gel and, and it's only a couple of games. But one more point, I do agree with Ashley and JD touched upon it too. CP, I think you're the only one that's not on this bandwagon. But I do think that Tibbs, you know, I'm nobody saying to bench the, the permanent guys or the starters, but change it up a little because I think we are becoming so predictable. Like, I feel like they know our whole playbook. You know, and Tibbs got to, that's what I said at the very beginning, Tibbs has to adjust as well. He said in his conference, um, you know, thing, he said, oh, that, that's all of us. I'm not going to blame any one player. That's all of us from the coaches to the team. Well, I hope he takes a good look in the mirror because he needs to adjust a bit. Let's not wait 10 games, like Ashley said. I'm out, guys. Love y'all. Wow, what do you guys think? Ash, what do you think? She said the defense, is it all Kemba and Fournier's fault? And uh, I wouldn't say you know, it's she all talked their about fault, but changing I think, the rotations up. I don't think it's all their fault. I think that, you know, we alluded to this is when your offense went up like ours did, something had to go ahead and suffer and our defense suffered because of it. I think it's now figuring out the defensive schemes that are conducive for the team that we are now. I think we're still trying to conduct and run our defense the way it was last season, but this is a different team than last season. You have different pieces, so it's not going to work quite the same. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I stand by my statement that I think this is the time to experiment. No one's saying to bench RJ. No one's saying to bench Julius. That's, you know, an asinine statement. But I do think all the pieces in between, you got to figure out what pieces work, what pieces don't, and what point of the game that they, they work the best. And I think that when you're this early in the season, this is the time to figure that out. This is the time to start implementing different schemes into your, your team that are going to throw other defenses off their game, that are going to throw other coaches off their game. You can't allow yourself to consistently get out coached because you're comfortable doing the same thing over and over again. I know that's what has worked. I know that's what got us the fourth seed last season. I know that's what got us into the postseason. But this is a new season. Teams have gotten better. The East has gotten better. This is no longer the East of the past where it's the stepchild of the NBA. There's a lot of talent in the East. There are a lot of teams that have gotten better. And in order to compete, you got to go ahead and be different than you were last season every single year you got to progress and this is any sport that you play look at look at what's happening with kansas city chiefs they got comfortable look they got comfortable existing in the way that has been working for them for so many seasons and eventually the tape is out eventually your holes are exposed and this is what we're starting to see with the knicks and this is a time to combat that because there's going to come a time where you have dug yourself in a hole so deep that you can't get out of, and you're going to wish that you had this beginning of the season back. Don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into this mistake. Fix it now. It's really that simple. JDCK, anything on that? Okay. <laughs> you on that wave, CK. Yeah, you on the yeah, wave. On it. Oh, I'm with her 100%. Everything she said. I, 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 like I said, I'm not saying that we have to completely destroy and blow up the lineup and change the lineup. I'm just, I'm with Ashley. I'm glad she spoke up because I'm, I'm with her. I'm riding with her on that one because I really think that, you know, in situations where we are seeing that our perimeter defense is not great, I don't see why not. Uh, throw in the kid. Um, we, we've seen them do it, uh, like I said, in the past. Uh, I know uh, CP, you're 100% correct. That is not the Tibbs way. I know he is a man that sticks to his guns. He stuck all 70 or whatever amount of games last year with Alfred Payton. He's going to stick 
to his guns. I hear you on that. But look, uh, like Cynthia said, it's starting to feel like they're figuring this out a lot more. I know it's only eight games in, but like I said, we have the depth. That's the one thing we came into this show talking about all offseason long. We have the depth. There's no problem messing around with that depth in moments like this, this early on in the season, while we're still trying to figure out who we are. We're still trying to find our identity. We Our, de- our defensive identity, who we were last year, is slipping a bit. Let's, tr- let's try and figure that thing out. You know, so I'm not trying to say Grimes goes out there, has a great game, and now, boom, IQ's out of the rotation. Nah. You know, it just so happens that it might have worked in that game. So I, I, I stand my ground, Ashley preaching, and I'm with it. I'm right, I'm right there with you on that. That's why for me, CP, like, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not, I'm in the middle. Like I'm balanced. I'm, I'm conflicted um, because, <laughs> because like I said, like, you know, you don't totally take someone out of the rotation, but you make adjustments. Um, and, and I'm conflicted in the simple fact that to me, if I had to pick one, I would say right now, there's, I have a bigger issue with Tibbs's game plans and adjustments than putting Grimes for like five or ten minutes. I don't, I don't know that that is going to make enough of a difference in the end result of a forty-eight minute game. Um, I do know that that does help. It leads to to maybe a run to to a matchup uh, advantage, right. but. I, I, I just keep going back to the utilization of RJ, not going to him early, yeah. you know, taking him out, taking him out uh, because it's not about when he picked up the fourth foul, you know, the decision he made, he made the decision. He decided to keep him in the game. Mm-hmm. So right there, you made the decision that you're going to trust uh, a young player to keep continue to play with four fouls. And he did for the next two minutes. So if you made the decision, you decided to take the risk. What do you have to lose to cont- to have him finish the quarter? L- let him finish the quarter and see where you're at. By the time you brought him back in, he was over fourth for the rest of the game. You actually took him out of his rhythm. So for me, I'm I'm more about how he's actually game planning the games, and then after that, then I go to the you know let's see yeah. if we could balance out some of the lineups. And I also want to make it clear that this is not a a bash Tibbs. This is not a fire Tibbs campaign. This mm-hmm. is. You know, Tibbs has has a lot of credit on his resume. He has given this team an identity. He has taken this team from a team that had no idea who they were, what kind of players that they wanted to be, and given the, and has given them an identity. They step on that court, and they believe that they can win. They've fallen short this season, but we saw last season just how much of a difference a coach like Tibbs can make. I think he has been monumental in giving Julius Randle and taking an identity and taking him to the next level. We're seeing it with Obi. We've seen it. Time and time again, him and Derrick Rose have a great relationship. We're seeing him rise from the Phoenix, from the ashes like a Phoenix. So this is not a bash Tibbs campaign. But this is a fact that Tibbs has things that he needs to go ahead and get out of a mindset. This is not the 90s anymore. You can't just go ahead and rely on beating guys up in the paint and get away with it. You got to be more elusive. You got to be more crafty. You got to be just more um, mysterious when it comes to how you're running your offense. You've ar- you're already at a deficit because because your defense, like we keep saying, is not the same defense as it was last season. That's just what it is. Those are the cards that are on the table. How do you react to that? What are you going to do to combat that this is a different team? It's different in a lot of good ways. There's also some bad ways that it's different, but it's all fixable. The issue is, is how long is it going to take you to fix it? And that's what we want to see, and we want to see that happen quicker, I mean sooner, rather than later. It's just simple as that. I, I, j- I just don't see it. I mean, look at if you look at the flow of the game, right? They cut it to two points in the fourth quarter. 
They cut the game to two points in the fourth quarter. At one point, it was 85 to 83. Derrick Rose makes a two-point shot with nine minutes left. Okay? After that, the Pacers rip off a, a, a 7-0 run. <clears throat> you gonna put you gonna put Grimes in at this point? No, it's not about putting him in, in at that point. Here's the thing, and I feel like the Knicks are guilty of this, and I feel like a, a few other teams are guilty of this too. You see something, and it almost works, or it barely works, and you're like, okay, it's fine. That's not good enough. We look at that in terms of blowing leads, and this is what I, I tweeted this the other day during, I believe it was the Raptors game, and we ended up losing that game. Just because something consistently works or has worked sometimes just because you're able to kind of combat the deficit you have put yourself in does not mean that that is a habit that you should continue that does not mean that that is a conducive way to continue a season that does not mean it's a yeah, conducive way to continue a postseason you know, just because it works doesn't in. mean that it's right it's eight games in we're we gonna question the coach of the year the guy just won coach of the year people just i see a guy in the chat saying oh he's only good for to be an assistant the guy just won coach of the year i'm with not, David saying, I'm not saying that he has to correct it tomorrow I'm simply saying just because something works doesn't mean that it's right. And that is a very complex ideology. Just because something is working consistently, that there's a lot of factors that go into that. It doesn't My mean that is, it's right. It doesn't mean that it's right for this team at this moment they, in time. It just means that we've gotten lucky. several runs to cut this game. I just don't see where is the window where Grimes is making a difference here. Like I said, they cut it to two. In the third, in the fourth, they rip off a seven-zero run. They cut it to two. At the, at what point when they cut it to two, you're gonna put in Quentin Grimes? We're not. You're gonna go with the guys this, that that, that I'm made not the run. Talking about just this specific game, though. This is not. This is not a a, a game-specific concept. It's not a game-specific conversation. We're looking at the season as a whole thus far. There are right. a lot of instances where, yes, it has worked. Yes, we've walked away with wins, but stop looking at it. And this is Tibbs, too. Stop looking at something, and just because you, you barely won by the skin of your teeth or because it, it worked doesn't mean that it's right and doesn't mean that it's how you should continue for the rest of the season. There are adjustments and improvements that can yeah, always be It's not, it's be not made. to say it's going to be the rest of the season. A lot can happen. It's only the eighth game. A lot can happen. Bad play could be, could be consistent where he makes the change. You could have injuries where he makes change. I'm saying Grimes is going to get his opportunity. I just, again, I, I'm, and I'll just end on this. I don't see Tibbs just making a knee-jerk reaction like that. You paid Fournier all this money. You paid Rose. You paid Burks. They need to get it done, period. You got Kemba in here. They got to get it done. These are your guys. These are your vets. This is Tibbs' MO. They got to get it done. My question is for you then is how long do you allow the 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 way that the team is being constructed in terms of rotations? How long do you let that continue until you figure out that it's not working? Do you let it go twenty games? It depends. Do you let it go for what? It, de what's it depends the on the record. I just want to know what the number it, is. It depends on the record and and how bad things fall off a cliff. Right now, the two games over five hundred, they're all right. They're they're okay. But that's my point, though. You just said it depends on how bad things fall off a cliff. Yeah. But that's it's it's being reactionary instead of being proactive. And that's the thing that I don't agree with. I don't agree in reacting to things when they get bad. How do you progressively avoid it getting there? What's the number? But it's no, it's no what, guarantees. It's no guarantees. Obviously, he's okay. watching. He's watching these kids in practice. He's watching Grimes. He's watching McBride quickly jumped on the scene last year because he earned it in the preseason. They needed a shooter. He had the shooting popping. He quickly got in there as a rookie and got his minutes. They were spot minutes, right? 
but he got he got in there because he he earned that. So we we got to see. Right now we got a lot of reinforcements. He's I don't think Tibbs is looking for Grimes right now. I could be wrong. Maybe you see Grimes on Friday. I have no idea. But all I'm saying is I don't see how he just gets in there with with, with you know a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, and, and it makes a difference. But let's see what happens. Uh, let's take one more call it and then uh and then and then wrap up. So to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for your squad here. Let's go to uh Khalil from Brooklyn. Khalil, what's going on? Hey y'all, can y'all hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, man. Good. Awesome. Uh first of all, uh hit that like button, hit that subscribe, ring that bell for the number one show for the fans, Let's go. the fans. Let's go. I'm so glad to be I've been struggling on Discord, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, CP, CK, Ash, JD, uh, so glad to be here with y'all. I just want to inject some optimism for this team, right? Because I feel like mm-hmm. we're forgetting what this team is, right? This is a team of hardworking, competitive people, you know, with, 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 a, with, a, with, a, with Tibbs and a coach who, who's not going to let this defense, like, carry, carry on, you know, for the rest of the season. And so the, the, these – that we need to give it time. We need to give it time for things to gel. Got to you know, give it time for Nerland's things to gel, man. Back. Nerland just came back. Um, you know, uh, he had some productivity in the beginning, but, you know, give it time. You know, we just got our 10-man rotation back. So, but I, I, I got to say, I, I lean towards uh, CK and Ash. Like, what we saw, just think back to the preseason, that last preseason game against the Wizards where we had Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, Grimes, uh, and Obi and Randall. We had the small ball line, and they were effective. And I don't see why, like, remember, we have a competitive ro- We don't play an easy team again until after we finish against the Pacers on November 15th. Like, we, we're not going to have, like, these layup games. Like, we, ha- we have to make changes. And, and, and if we don't experiment with the lineup now, then at the very least, we, we, we can't. We have to bring in Evan earlier. We have to bring in Evan earlier. We have to give R.J. the keys. Give RJ the keys. I think I think he's ready for. It. I think Tibbs is growing in confidence in RJ, even though this is a struggling night for him. But he still put up 23 points. And you know, Jay from Florida is talking about training Randall. My man still had a double double. Oh boy. You know, off night for <clears throat> yeah, Jay, Randall, Jay's but he wrong. still had a double double. You know, we know what he could do. I think he should become more of a decoy. I think you run the you run the offense through RJ. Get give give Fournier that burn. We saw that in the Celtics game, <clears throat> double overtime. You know. But I think there is room, especially when you see IQ, Burks being a little more streaky, to put Grimes in. Especially because, you know, if, if we're not going to give it on the defensive end, right, then double down the offense. And, like, uh, one thing I also want to say um, is with Evan Fournier, you know, people are bummed on Evan Fournier. They, you know, think we spend too much money on him. I think he – Tibbs isn't letting Fournier be Fournier. You know, we saw what he did in the Olympics. Ashley, you talk about that all the time. He's a dog. He's aggressive. He, he know, he's a confident player. But he's he's tepid, you know. He he he's passing the ball when he has some good looks, you know. He's he's not going as hard. So I think I think Fournier needs to be brought in earlier. I think he needs to remember, like, let him play his game, shoot shoot the, shoot those balls. You know, he's a bucket. And I think you have to increase the usage rate with with RJ Barrett. You know, this is a breakout year for him. Mm-hmm. You know, across these four games, he's averaged twenty plus points, and like I think he's ready for that role. Um, and and, and you know. Y'all, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Y'all talking like it's three and five. We five and three, you know. I, yeah. I think this is going to put fire in the belly of this team. The ball out against the Bucks. You know, Drew Holiday is, you don't know if, how, if he's going to be back, but last time we faced off against them with him, we beat them, you know. 
in one of the games he played last year. So uh, thank you all so much uh, for this show. I'm a, I'm a baby Knicks fan. I've only been following since the playoffs, but I've been a quick study, and this show has been a lot, uh, a big part of that. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate the call, man. De- definitely appreciate it. Watch when we beat the Bucks on Friday, man. Everybody calling in. It's going to be a different I need burgers, JD. I need burgers. Uh, we're winning the championship. Watch when we beat the Bucks on Friday, man. Debbie Downers <laughs> all over the place, man. Oh, man. If we beat the Bucks on Friday, my, my philosophy. Keep the grill ready, JD. Listen, even if we beat the Bucks on Friday, my philosophy stays the same. Tibbs, if you need an assistant coach, call your girl. All right. I, I got some ideas. Debbie Downers, saying. man. Put me, put me behind the bench. I'll no whisper fate. in Tibbs' ear all sorts of things. That came out crazy. Hold <laughs> crazy. On. That came out crazy. That's oh, not no. how I meant it. That's not how I meant it. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Not I'm bad. gonna have to replay it because I didn't even catch. Yeah, it. I said yeah, I, I'll whisper all game. sorts of things in Tibbs ear, but that's not Why how. Why would I you say it again? Yeah. Don't, yeah. Because wow. you didn't hear me. And, and oh, I heard. Show Ash on the roll right now. At the show, Ash is on the roll. Let's go. Let's go. Where's the whistle? Where's the whistle? Yeah, that, that, that's a fact, man. My fault. Um, but nah, great show, great show, everybody. Once again, man. Hey, the frustration is uh, is warranted, man. That's what makes us fans. This is what the show is all about. It is what it is. You're not gonna win every game, so you're gonna have nights like this, frustrating losses. But we'll see how we uh, see how we bounce back. You know what I mean? A great show as usual. Great show, Ash C K. JD, great show. Uh, let me salute the super chats that have come in. Uh, shout out to the Rhyme Animal Chuck D. Sends the super chat. Says we must remember Raptors fans are carnivorous. They hadn't seen their team in a whole year. Road games, two years. Uh, pissed at disrespect of the 2019 chip. It's a true story, Chuck. Shout out Dizzy Messiah. Says it's eight games. Is the opposing team center going to hit us with nine plus threes every game? Is Kemba going to drop four points in 28 minutes? Want to talk about burgers? This is a nothing burger. So Dizzy Messiah dropping some knowledge in hand. Let's go. Del Will says, uh, why did Ash stop repping the orange and blue? Uh, at least get her a Nixon TV snapback or a beanie or something. I mean, she I don't, first of all, I have rock, no actual snapback. hair. Like, yeah, I can't nah. cover mine with a hat like yeah. the guys can. It's we'll, get, we'll get you a do-rag or something, man. It's all good. Not all right. Shout out to Del Will. Yes. Kenny Gale says, Kemba got dudes hopping past him out there like they're not trying to, like they're not trying to pay some boy fair. Giving Grimes five minutes won't hurt. Heck, Brizo says, when Randall going to shoot over 50% again? Abdul, shout out my guy Abdul on the West Coast says, uh, tough game to watch tonight. Lots of emotions. We had no answer for the pick and pop with Turner tonight. Let's keep our head up. JD, keep the burgers on the grill. We will get it together. Brandon Babb says, uh, Mitch Robb has got to go. Oh, God. People people going crazy tonight. People going crazy tonight, man. If I would have read, if I would have read that before, I would, I wouldn't even read the super chat, man. I'm just, I'm just rolling. Uh, King Matthew says, also, congrats on D Rose hitting 12,000 points tonight. Uh, he also says another tough game, but we move on and get ready for the next one. Turner was looking like seven foot Steph Curry out there. LOL, we got to be better on defense. Chuck D, Rhyme Animal, everybody throw a hashtag P in the chat. Says, uh, every team is on reset after two short seasons. That's why 46 wins is a real number. Gonna be turbulent system, culture, and D. Uh, will be our key in a long 82-game season. Our commitment to conditioning and luck against injury will find Tibbs' way. All right, man. That is that for Super Chats. Thanks for Super Chat, Chuck. Uh, JD, Ashley, CK, any any last words? 
Make sure you get your picks in tomorrow for prize picks. I might yeah. announce who I'm playing. So yeah, JD, you kicking over there, man. Undefeated in prize picks right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, you could go the safe route and go. You don't have to play the power play. You know, right, everybody right, wants right. the big money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that that can help, but we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. No doubt, man. Um, all right. Well, that is the show. Once again, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. And we'll see you guys Friday night after the Knicks beat the Bucks. I'm putting it out there right now. Let's go. We're going to turn this thing around in Milwaukee. Let's get it cracking, man. We'll see you Friday night. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 